We welcome you to the Truth Simply Put, our broadcast and teaching series at the Basilea Commission. You're about to receive God's unadulterated word, brought to you by Pastor Alexander Victor. Challenging, uplifting, and provoking you to new dimensions in your kingdom walk. And now, today's message. There is nothing the enemy did, does, or can do that goes past the cross. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? So all we do as believers is to appropriate, to maximize, to implement, to take hold of what Christ has done for us. Are you listening to me? That is the good warfare that the new covenant calls us to fight. Not that I'm fighting to try and make something happen. Christ already made it happen. Colossians 2 said he, he made an open show of them. Do you understand? He made an open show in such a way that the enemy can never ever recover from what Christ did to him. Do you understand? Like in boxing when someone's giving a knockout blow. That's the end of the matter. So if you appropriate what Christ came to do in your life, the minute you let Christ in and let yourself go. Okay, one person heard what I said. The moment you let Christ in and let yourself go. Because you can let yourself, you can let Christ in but refuse to let yourself go. John 3.30 says, He must increase and I must decrease. The measure to which Christ increases in you is the measure to which you decrease. Some translations say he must become greater and I must become less. And so God has called us to a life of victory. Tell your neighbor victory. Tell your neighbor victory. Yeah. That's what he won. Hallelujah. You have won the victory. Death could not hold you down. You are the reason king. Seated in majesty. You are the reason king. That's what we can sing. Every high thing must come down. Every stronghold shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. Every high thing must come down. Shall be broken. You wear the victor's crown. You overcome. You overcome. That's what he has done. Second Timothy, Second Corinthians 2 14. Second Corinthians, I'm sure it is. I like how the Amplified puts it. You have Amplified there? Now, thanks be to God. Can we all read together? One to go. So, thanks be to God who in Christ always, can somebody say always, leads us in triumph. And yes, how he qualifies triumph. Trophies 
of how many of you have seen a pedestal um, or mantelpiece where someone keeps all his awards, you know, them things. So every time God shows you off by winning a victory in Christ, in other words, Christ wins the victory and gives you the award. And then God hangs it there with your name on it and says, this path is the victory that Christ won. Do you understand what I mean? So God has a huge mantelpiece and he delights in showing off Christ's victories in you as trophies. Okay, I know it's a little deep for someone, but does anybody catch what I just said? So he leads us in triumph as what? Trophies. So every time you win a victory in Christ, it adds a trophy to God's mantelpiece. Now, because God is interested in his mantelpiece, because his glory will he share with no one, he continues to send Christ to continue to lead you in victory because the more the victories, the more the trophies. Every time you won that quiz competition, you get that little thing, right? Every time you run, you get that little award, that little medal. And that's what we are before the Father. Trophies of Christ. Victory, and because of that, he, through us, spreads that fragrance across the world. You know how victories make you yearn for more? You didn't, you didn't care about taking first until you took first once. Anybody like that? Moment you tasted first. (laughs) Cartoon seized. Game Boy back in the day, Nintendo seized. Yeah, Super Mario seized. Mortal Kombat back in the day seized. <laughs> Look at them showing up from the woodworks. Your thirst for victory is like every in two in two in a in a ring of 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 two wrestlers or two boxers. The one defending the title is more crucial than the one challenging the title. You hear he's the defending champion. It's more painful to lose when you are defending it a title than it is to lose when you're challenging one. Generally, we forgive you for losing in your feet to challenge because we say, well, you keep getting better. True or false? You keep getting better. Oh, you try again next year. I mean, he's Muhammad Ali. Yeah. I don't know anything about wrestling or boxing or any of that. But generally, you are forgiven for your, for your failure in challenging something. But you are, you are beaten up for your failure to defend your title. Make sense? You were carrying 18th in class, 19th. Your parents will tell you it is well. You'll get better. I was a slow starter like you. Yeah, you, you came 43rd out of 45. How many of you will own up that that was all God delivered you from? You see now? You see? You see? Nobody wants to be a Christian now. <laughs> you see? Look at them. Oh, you, oh, Stephen, you look like it. You did it, yeah? You're coming first from behind or second, from the bottom. And you get home and your parents will be like, 
says, well, your hour of visitation will come. And then you came first. And the next term after you came first, you came forth. Your father almost killed you. The whole morning devotion was about you. Talk to me now. Those of you who grew up in families where if a chicken is killed, you don't need to believe God for the part. You know the part that you are going to eat in the family. You know that for you to eat another part of the chicken, somebody has to die or leave home. Any, any such person. Anybody know what I'm talking about? You know. And it's in stages. You know, you climb up the hierarchy. As somebody leaves home or goes, travels or gets married, then the part of chicken you are eating changes. Any witnesses in the house? And then you came forth. And then you went meatless that you, you had no chicken. And then you're wondering, but I was coming 43rd. I was coming 19th. And I was sleeping okay. Talk to me now. And then if God helps you that your father or mother is Sunday school teacher. And I'll say, some of you here. I know some of you. After everything has done in your life, you still going to school. And you allow three people to beat you. you That's because it sucks to lose when you're defending a title. So it matters to God to constantly defend his titles. That's what I'm trying to say. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? God cannot afford to lose. So even if you don't deserve it, because his integrity is at stake, he, he, he has to keep his trophies. That's how I know that it doesn't matter what it looks like. It's not over until I win. But it's not over until I win. If I haven't won, it just means it's not over. Is anybody listening to what I'm saying? Because the end of the matter is that I win. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Put your hand on your chest. Say the end of the matter is that I win. Do you believe what you just said? If you haven't won, it just means keep playing. As you're playing that game, PS3, those of you PS3, PS4 lovers, the higher in the level you go, the tougher it gets. So you keep playing. If you haven't won, it's not over. Say it's not over until I win. Because the end of the matter is that I win. That's God's perception. That's God's commitment to you. God cannot, there are victories in your life that you got not because you earned. Talk to me now. You know you doubled in something you know should have killed you. You knew you walked into your, that relationship with your eyes wide open. They didn't deceive you. You just said, well, you know, age is catching up on me. They're putting pressure on me. You went into that job and you knew the person was shady. But somehow, don't know how, but you did it. Don't know how, but you did it. Don't know how, but you did it. 
Wait Don't know how but you Everybody's playing instruments. I don't know why, but I'm grateful. Don't know why, but it's not because of what you've said and done. It's because God has a reputation to mate. He has a mantelpiece to service. Isn't the grace of God awesome? I said, isn't the grace of God awesome? <laughs> I said last week, I repeat it again. Don't challenge your position with your condition. Challenge your condition with your position. Because your condition is temporal. But our light affliction, Second Corinthians 4, I believe, just for a moment, walketh in us a far more exceeding abundant weight of glory. Your condition, those old stickers back in the day said no condition is permanent. But your position is permanent. It doesn't change. Hello? He sat you in heavenly places with Christ. How long has Christ been sat in heavenly places? How, so how long have you been sat in heavenly places? How old are you? Because when you begin to understand that before you were, you were. Your real age is not this age. <laughs> this age is just the age of your time container. <laughs> Because he tells Jeremiah, before I formed you. So before Jeremiah came into his mother's womb, he existed in the mind of God. That's how old Jeremiah was. That's how old you were. Because before you happened in time, you were in the mind of God. It was because you existed in the mind of God that he could bring you into time. I was watching the Akwai bomb. Christmas carols festival and Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams was speaking and he was giving his testimony. I followed him but I'd never heard that part of his testimony before. He started by saying that um, long, long time ago in Gold Coast a woman got pregnant and she began to bleed incessantly and so they thought, well they, they concluded that she was going to lose the pregnancy and so she went from, she went from there, Gold Coast to Upper Volta, Upper Volta to Gold Coast, one of the two and they had to get rid of the pregnancy by DNC to save her life. And after months of bleeding, and they, they did that, but they realized that even after taking out the baby, the pregnancy, her, her stomach continued to grow. After having removed it, her stomach continued to grow until they realized that what had happened was, yeah, what happened was, there were twins in the womb. But at the time that they took the one embryo out, they did not see that another one was growing. And so in the fullness of time, she gave birth to that baby that they did not see to remove. And that baby 
is Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. So when we say all things are working for my good, his intention, it doesn't matter how you came. Hello? There is no such thing as an illegitimate child. There is no such thing as a bastard. Hello? Your father might have made a mistake. Your mother might have made a mistake. You might have been unplanned, but it was part of the script. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? The means through which you came is not as important as the means for which you came. I mean, everybody ought to be born of a woman. God is intentional. And he says, eyes have not seen. Eyes have not heard. Nor has it come into the mind of man what God has prepared for them that love him. For he knows the thoughts he has concerning you, Jeremiah 29. Thoughts of good and of evil to give you expected end. So it cannot end until as expected. You know, say, well, I didn't get what I was expecting. Life cannot end until as expected because God is committed to giving you an expected end. Surely there's an end and the expectation of the righteous shall not be cut short. Once I was old, young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. And see big bread. The young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that trust in the Lord shall lack no good thing. That's God's word concerning you. Put your hands on your chest again and say, the end of the matter is, I win. Say, the end of the matter is, I win. The end of the matter is, I win. Put your hands together and give God praise. Praise God. Wow. That was for somebody, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Also somebody. The end of the matter is a win. A win. A win. A win. A win. Thank you, Father. It's interesting how the enemy never stops trying. But he knows the end of his matter is he loses. The only time the enemy wins in your life is when you forgot that you were the one that was supposed to win. The enemy knows. He knows that he cannot win. The enemy knows that he does not have the capacity to win. Any victory the enemy gets in your life is the victory of your ignorance of your victory. It had to have been a victory that was yours and you left. Is anyone listening to what I'm saying? And the enemy comes, makes a lot of noise and just picks what you left. But he makes noise like he fought for it. Oh my God. Because he's like a roaring lion, right? He's not. 
Because he's the lion and the lamb. The word of the father. Forever he remains. The same. Do you understand? Nobody is challenging the lion status. The enemy is not a lion. He is like. And he's not even like an attacking lion. He's just like a noisy lion. Making noise. A hell of noise. No pun intended. Because that's his place, isn't it? He's not even like a proper lion. He's like one Simba. <laughs> you know that nice cute little Simba? Yeah. <laughs> And he was barking in soprano, roaring in soprano. <laughs> and the hyenas were looking at him like, we are going to chop you today. <laughs> He's like a roaring lion. So he will come and he will make noise and intimidate you. And you run away from what is yours. Then he takes it. He's just a bully. So if you learn how to stand your ground. He will come, he will roar, he will roar, and you will go, push! And he's gone. A dog only chases you when you run. And then you are running, you drop everything you went to the market to buy. And then the dog stands there, guarding the thing. Because he's used to chase and you're looking at the thing, you're looking at the dog. And you start singing, Arise, O oh Lord. <laughs> so if the devil ever wins in your life, it was a victory you gave him. This will change somebody's life today. He has no power to win. He has been made, put us that scripture for service. Colossians 2. Having disarmed. Do you know what it means to disarm someone? <laughs> Please give us, give us, give us a, a give us a, a modern translation. New King James or Amplified or something. Aha. He disarmed. Go back to 14. 13. 13. Uh-huh. And when you were dead in trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, he made you alive with him and forgave us all our trespasses. Next verse. He erased the certificate of debt with his obligations that was against us and opposed to us. And he has taken it out of the way by nailing it to the cross. Next verse. I like this one. He he what? He what? He what? The rulers and authorities and what did he do? Where? So the enemy is making noise but he has no ammunition because he has been disarmed. So if the enemy attacks you, he attacks you with the ammunition you give him. Because officially, he has no license to bear arms. 
Is anybody hearing what I'm saying? Officially, the enemy has no license to carry firearms. Because he was disarmed. So the enemy has no ammunition. <laughs> Man of God. So how does the enemy win in your life if he's not carrying any arms? How do you lose when you are the one who is armed? Because I have given you authority to tread upon serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means harm you. So who has the arms? We do. And we have the arms without fighting. He fought, he won and gave us victory. So the enemy comes and the enemy sees that you won. When it was time to fight, he hid you. He fought. He, when it was time to declare Jesus won, he stepped aside and he said, no, don't to me won. Do you understand? So how does the enemy win? When you give him power and you give him power when you are ignorant of your place in Christ and if you walk in fear. Because fear is one heavy tool the enemy uses. And fear is the absence of faith. Somebody said fear is false evidence is appearing real. I said no. Fear is when the evidence is real. <laughs> it's so real that you know that you're smoked if something doesn't happen. Do you understand? You can't, the fear can't be necessarily false evidence appearing real. 40 days, 80 times, 40 days morning and evening. First Samuel 17, Goliath will come out and stand. Give me a man! You're telling me it's false evidence appearing real. No, this was real evidence being realer. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? <laughs> false, false evidence. Are you serious? You sit in that jam hall and you look at the thing. All the objective, none of them is what you are expecting. How is that false evidence? Do I have a witness in this room? You read this way and the answers came out that way. Then you start singing under your breath. That is why you are called. <laughs> it's not false evidence, Charlie. It's real. <laughs> it's real evidence. <laughs> and Goliath will stand morning. Can you imagine the psychological warfare, the trauma, the psychological intimidation? Of every day, morning and evening, sunrise and sunset for 40 days, one person will come and stand almost 11 feet tall. His spear was 5 feet tall. Do you understand? The weight, some of you, his, his spear is heavier than, it's like Stephanie now, you weigh like 25 kg, 26. You know I'm joking, right? It's, it's, it's us now, right? Because if it's some people I, do, I did this example with now, they will send me WhatsApp when we close. But Pav, you know, I'm, I weigh that much, you know. Some people take it personal. 
And every day he's standing, morning and evening, 40 days. So basically 40 days and 40 nights. Screaming, give me a man. And here was his challenge. Give me one man to fight. If I defeat the one man, all of you are our enemies, our slaves. If you defeat me, all of us are your slaves. There's nobody. That's fear. Now they had the victory, but they had no clue. Because there was never a time God sent Israel out to fight on their own accord. If you check the history of Israelite warfare, it was always God. There was a time where he said, I, I send the hornet out. God will send insects to go and fight. You know, like those stinging bees. They'll go out and decimate the enemy. And Israel will get there. Other times, five kings came together to fight Israel. Five kings were in an alliance. And they got to the war front. All of a sudden, four kings hated one in an instant. They turned and killed the army of the entire one. And then there were four armies left. Three turned on one, wiped them out. There were three left. Two turned on one, wiped them out. And then two left. They fought each other down to the last man. The last two men fought each other and then agreed, okay, now I'm tired. I want to die. You two want to die. Okay, we'll stab each other. One, two, go. And they stabbed. Because the Bible says not a soul was left. You know, sometimes we don't, we don't read the Bible with imagination. How else could it have been that every soul died? They fought down to the last one. Okay, ah, yeah, ha, I know this Indian film. When they, when they stab you, you will talk for two hours first. You hold the knife. Really? Are you this wicked? And Nigerians are doing it now, aren't they? All Stevens people, actors. And they will hold the knife. And they will, com- they will communicate for three, confess, say everything. They will even sing like four songs. The only thing they don't say is it is finished. <laughs> and one stabbed the other, and the other one was like, ah, Are you serious? Even only me was surviving. You still refused to, to let me leave. Okay, you too. Because <laughs> the Bible says not a man was left. And Israel got there, and every man was dead. And they spent days collecting spoil. Another time, there was, there was famine in Samaria. And people were boiling their children and eating. And the prophet came and said, As surely as the Lord lives, by this time tomorrow, one mudu of gari will be 50 naira. One mudu of rice will be 100 naira. <laughs> and the captain of the king's guard shouted, He said, Even if the windows of heaven were to open, how can this be? Meanwhile, some lepers who had no place in the camp or outside the camp said, you know what? If we stay here, we die. If we go into the city, we die. If we go to the enemy, we die. But we we are used to this place. We have come from the city. The only place we don't know yet is ahead. I will teach a message here one day titled, When Forward is the Only Option. It changed my life when God dealt with me about it. When Forward is the Only Option. Exodus 14. There was mountains on the left and on the right. Pharaoh and his armies were behind. The Red Sea was in front. And God looks at them in verse 14 and says, Why are you crying to me? Tell my people to move forward. Exodus 14, 13. Not today. Just put it on the screen. 
Doesn't that sound insane? 14. Go to 15. And the Lord said unto Moses, please give us an English, you know. The Lord said unto Moses, why are you crying out to me? Tell the Israelites to break camp. Put us in New King James. New King James. Tell the children of Israel to go Went forward. That's the only option. I'll teach it here. Sunday. God will give me release. And so this leper said to themselves, <laughs> the only place we haven't tried is the enemy's camp. I mean, we're going to die anyway. So let's go there. For adventure. And four lepers, lepers, lepers. Somebody say lepers. Lepers. We're walking. And God put omnidirectional microphones on their feet, amplified the low frequency. <laughs> Cranked up the volume, compressed the output, piped it through some mega dope sobs. And the enemy heard the sound of a mighty army. From four lepers. Lepers barely have complete toes. Four lepers. And these guys ran, slew themselves as they went. And these guys got there. These guys, lepers were born again. They got there. First they ate until they were full. Then they remembered, oh, wait, oh, there's famine in the land. <laughs> but at least they were glad to remember the people that threw them out. And the Bible says they spent three days collecting spoil. Even at the Red Sea, same thing. They got there, God caused the wind to blow. Red Sea parted. The time, has anyone thought about the impeccable timing of the very last Israelite stepping out of the Red Sea? And it, and at the same time, God waits until the last Egyptian steps in for the waters to close. So the first Egyptians, the guys who went into the dry land first, were convinced they, they had made it. Talk to me now. For the Red Sea to close and cover the last Egyptian, the first one must have been really close to the last Israelite. Do you understand what I'm saying? Picture the Red Sea. Picture it open. Picture six million people with all the cattle and all the goods that they, they took into the Red Sea. The very last one was the bait of the very first enemy. And they came all the way. The timing was impeccable. The last Israelite steps out. At the same time, the last Egyptian steps in. And the thing just blew them. And then Goliath is screaming at you. And you are thinking it is your efforts that will win the war. That's where I was going with this. I didn't plan this, but I'm sure I, I know it's for someone. 
It's your effort that will plan that will win it. It's your salary that will sustain you. It's the contact on your phone. You lose your phone. You're not thinking about the notes. You're not thinking about the recordings. You're not thinking about the things God was dealing with you about. You're thinking about the contacts. What is he that puts his trust in the arm of flesh? That is when the enemy wins. When you do not realize or remember that you have the victory. That's when he, what you do with your fear, what you do with your ignorance, is as you're walking through life journeys, you are dropping bullets for the enemy. Picture wearing a chain of armor, right? And unknown to you, the string that holds it together has caught. And as you're walking, shell after shell of unspent ammo is dropping. And the enemy is walking behind you and all he's doing is speaking. Every ammo the devil uses against you is ammo you gave him. Because he was disarmed. Colossians 2. Is this helping anybody? What's this arm? What's this arm? It is such fun to see, such fun to see. Say Tandus. It's such fun to see. That's the one. That's the one person losing here. You can feel righteous about celebrating. Do you understand what I mean? How come he wins? So somebody here ought to leave this room tonight determined that the last, the time you stepped in here was the last time the enemy wins in your life. Is there any such person in this room? That the last time he won was the last time he won. You're taking back everything. Somebody say everything. Say everything. Taking back everything. David, Abraham inquired of the Lord, should I push you? And God said, push you for you surely overtake and recover how many? Recover some? Majority? A few? Oh, the last time he won was the last. The last time the enemy intimidated you is the last time he will ever intimidate you. Because now I know who God says I am. What he says I am. Where he says I'm at. I know who says I am we sing these songs without revelation you know where he says I'm at I know I'm walking in power I'm working miracles I live a life of favor I know whose I am I'm walking in Doesn't matter what you see now. Are you blind?
walking in power and working miracles. I'm not expecting miracles. <laughs> you are a baby Christian if you are waiting for God to perform a miracle. Did you hear what I said? You are a what? Baby Christian. For God to do a miracle for you. But he says these signs shall follow them that believe in my name. These signs shall follow them. Not these signs shall follow them that are ordained. Hello? Them that believe. They came back and they rejoiced and said, we cast out demons in your name. And then you, you first of all run and carry the Bible. And I've told you in more sessions before, the devil will collect the Bible from you and use it to slap you left, right and center because this thing, there's no power in it. It's just a book. Thy word have I hid. Until this translates into your life. This is useless. Thy word have I hid not under my pillow. Not the cross on the front of my doorpost. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The devil come and there's some prayers I don't pray. Do you know what I'm saying? There are some prayers I don't pray. I want to sleep. And before I sleep, I must take authority. Why? You see, you see, you see? Religious people. Religious people. You see them? What happened to the authority that he took? He disarmed them publicly. He can't recover. For he giveth his beloved sleep. Full stop. Psalm 3, verse 1. How they increase or trouble me. Many of them are against me. Many of them are my flesh. There's no soul for him to go. But now, oh God, I shift for me. My glory. Verse 5. I want to show you something. I lay down and I sleep. I wake again because I prayed. Because I took authority. Because the Lord sustains me. Am I saying you should not pray? Mm. But the scripture is clear on what we should pray about. Did you hear what I just said? The scripture is clear on what we should pray about. some prayers because you know who you are you know God who God is in you who God is to you the devil cannot intimidate you tell your neighbor the devil cannot intimidate you say it with holy anger the devil cannot God punish the devil what, what is that Whatever, if you leave, if you forget anything I've said today, don't forget this. Whatever the enemy scored in your life, you gave him. Don't forget that. Please, I beg you, don't forget that. It will change your life. He has no power of his own. He was disarmed. 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 He doesn't have an armory. But every time you stray, every 
You know, even your fall, your sin, doesn't give the enemy the right to mess with you. It's getting deep now. doesn't repent from what Christ did for you because you messed up. What kind of father does that make him? This is where we have mixed the law into grace. And make you feel like because you sinned, God, is, God has washed his hands off your matter. If while you were dead in your trespasses, Christ died for you, you did not know you were a sinner when he died for your sin. Ah, only one person heard what I just said. You know, sometimes we feel like it was because we realized we were sinful that Christ died for us and we became Christians. In that while we were yet sinners, Christ died. You had no clue you were a sinner when he died. It is when you are saved that you realize what you were saved from. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercy never comes to an end. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. In 2 Timothy, I believe, it says when we are faithless, he's faithful. That is not license for nonsense. It's license for you to understand your place in God. <laughs> you understand? The grace of God is not license for nonsense. But he enables you to know who you are and whose you are so you can appropriate what is yours. Because he's there for the taking. Refuse to let the enemy keep messing you up. And so I, man of God, I dreamt. And when, when I dreamt, I dreamt that somebody was pursuing me. I said, go back, dream. Dream that you turned around and said, pursuing them. What's your problem? I dream somebody was beating me. Retreat! Carry baseball bat. Beat the nonsense out of them. Let me see if they will come back in your dream again tomorrow. Some things are not prayer points. No, I dreamt I was eating in the dream. Uh -huh. I watched a, 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 a comedy the other day, Man of God, comedy, and the comedian was saying that the Buhari, the economy is so bad that now in the dream, demons are not giving food again in the dream. Because <laughs> the economy is harsh. So, so people are eating less in the dream now. There's less food available in the spirit realm. Yeah. Even his dream is, demons are not giving you. They're not feeding you in the dream again. You dream, you 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 dreamt in dream. Go back, dream. Add juice. Jonas, <laughs> add wine. Add chicken, turkey. Bless the Lord at the end of it. Deuteronomy says, "When I am eating and I am satisfied, then will I bless the Lord, whether in reality or in my dream." <laughs> Whatever you tolerate will amplify. 
the enemy knows that you have something, he takes that thing. That is the weapon you have just given him. Is anybody listening to what I'm saying? He says, you shall drink deadly things. It shall by no means. First of all, if you go and carry diesel and drink, you will die. Let's just put it out there. That is not what it means. Do you understand? In Ibadan, in the late 80s, somebody went into the lion cage to do Daniel. The lions tore him. Ate him up completely, left his bones. Do you understand? And God is still God. God didn't send you. <laughs> Recently as well in South Africa, somebody went on the mountain to do 40 days dry fast like Jesus and he died. Oh, if you had a story, yeah, he died. To do like Jesus. Jesus fasted <laughs> 40 days and 40 nights. Who sent you? For what now? For what? But if you know who you are and whose you are, and somebody sets you up and you drink something, the Bible talks about even food. First Corinthians 8 talks about even food, eating food given to idols. And you eat it with thanksgiving. Hello? Food given to idols, I can eat. But it cannot harm me. The only reason I can I will not eat it is where there is a brother who is new in the faith. He just got repent, he just repented from the idol whose food I'm about to eat. And my eating the food will cause him to suffer in faith. That's when I'm asked to refrain from it. Because for him that knows what to do and does not do it to him, it is sin. But you know who you are, you walk in authority. Hello? Please leave this room tonight determined that the enemy can no longer mess with you. Hello? Ladies, determine that some brothers cannot talk to you anyhow. Because some brothers are used by the devil. In the name of Jesus. The problem we have in African society is we have total disregard for free will. Men see women as trophies to be conquered. So you don't have a right to say no. Because if the brother has seen of the brother wants, then that is what the brother has to get. That's an antichrist spirit. God can tell you this is the sister. The sister can say no. Brother, you have to take the no and say no. Sisters, you can like the brother. And the brother say, I don't like you. That doesn't mean you start asking yourself, what don't I have? What does Sister X has that I do not have? Is it that I am not tall or I am not? Look at me again. Eh, what is it? Don't let the devil use you. Because you know how it easily cuts your self-esteem as a sister? The fact that we don't want doesn't mean you're bad. You're just being loaded for someone else. 
And brothers, if the sister says no, don't get because you see, it's, manipulation is the spirit of witchcraft. God doesn't make you do anything against your will, so man can't. Hello. So determine you walk away from here, you can draw a line. Is anybody listening to what I'm saying? Draw a bloodline. Somebody say bloodline. Somebody say bloodline. Whose blood? Bloodline. Oh, they spilled the blood on the family altar is still speaking. What nonsense. What is stronger than his blood? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. No other fount I know. Nothing but the blood of What, what blood can go past his blood? What blood? Oh, in my family, everybody dies at 35 until me. That should be somebody's determination. Hello? Oh, in my family, everybody waits until 45 before they get married, except me. And honestly, it is not a prayer point. my God. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's not a come out, let us pray for you, bring an offering and drop at the altar. No, 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 no. It is a knowing who you are and whose you are thing. Is anybody hear what I'm saying? And then you will come to worship and the enemy will come and remind you. Uh, you, you want to worship? I'll teach another message here titled Silence the Accuser. He's just a roaring lion. Do you understand? It's one soprano Simba. Go home with that picture. Hello? Go home with that picture. The enemy is crafty. That's why you must be careful what you watch. And I'll close with this. You watch something and you realize that sometimes you sleep or you dream or you have encounters that are predicated upon what you fed your memory with. You watch one Nollywood film, people are appearing, disappearing. Somebody, and then all of a sudden, you, there's, there's this energy around you. Has it happened to anybody before? This energy around you that, that is influenced by that information. Replace it. Some of you sit down in your room and start wondering, so what will happen now if a snake appears in this room? True or false? You're going to turn on the light and you're like, ha, what if I turn on the light and I see a scorpion? Come talk to me. To any, be honest. That is what the enemy uses. Over time, it becomes a stronghold. Do you understand? So the day a snake appears in your room, it's not because they sent it from your village. It's because you allowed it to magnify in your mind. Hello? You manufactured a clone of the snake and so it showed up. Whatever life cannot get your mind to imprint, it cannot get to happen to you. So be free in your worship. Be free in your walk with God. Be free in your, your connection with people. Be free. Because the enemy ain't got nothing on you. Say the enemy ain't got nothing on me. Say it again, the enemy ain't got nothing on me. Please, you're going to rise, but before you rise, I want you to rise like somebody who knows that they're rising into a place of authority. Do you understand? Take your time to rise up tonight. It's a prophetic thing. You laugh at it, that's your problem. But don't, don't be in a hurry to stand up tonight. Honestly, take your time and stand up in the fullness of who you are. 
your time. It's a prophetic statement that you're stepping out of where you were a victim. You're stepping up with your head held high because you know who God says you are. You know. Maybe can't keep messing with you. Or well, you're standing today, you're shifting levels. Did you hear what I said? You're shifting levels in your life. Because once you come into the understanding of this, the enemy can no longer mess with you. Whatever the enemy won in your life, he won with what you gave him. Close your eyes and lift up your hands. And don't ask for anything. Just begin to take your place and take back what the enemy took from you. Open your mouth. You might remember some things. You might remember some names. You might remember some places. Take back what the enemy took from you. Take back your dignity. Take back your place. Take back your purity. Take back your confidence. Take back your finances. Take back your position. Take back your intellect. Some of you enjoyed supernatural speed until something happened to you and the enemy stopped it, cut it short. Some of you try and just before you break through, the enemy blocks you. Take it back right now. Take it back. Take it back. Enough is enough. Enough is enough. This concludes this message. Thank you for listening and we hope it has been a blessing to you. For inquiries and further information, please send us an email to info at the or visit our social media platforms.